two or three trees around my house about to fall on my house and uh, some of them had rotten and I was going to climb up there and cut them down myself and my wife said no you're not I'll call the ambulance first <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow I called the, the fellas that helped me over at my late place I want you to know they drove all the way over here the three of them and one of them is crazy as a bat he, he went up there, he cranked his chainsaw and climbed those trees and started cutting me down from the top all the way down. Helped me haul them off and everything for $200. <laughs> I can't believe that. I just, uh, how the Lord watches over me. I, I marvel at it every day of my life. It just gets me. Yes, ma'am? I have a blessing you, Yes, ma'am. Amen. That means you got to stay at church on Wednesday night more often. <laughs> oh, me. If you would, please, turn with me to, to uh, Psalms 124. I want to begin there in verse 1. Psalms 124, verse 1. I want to talk to you about a bird and a snare or a trap. I was thinking last night, I just wanted to, uh, it was bothering me about some things that had happened, people I'd talked to, and I got to thinking about how the devil works. And I went back in my mind, and I remember when I was, I had to be about six to eight years old, my daddy taught me how to build a trap for quail. And he'd, make, he'd take sticks and make a pyramid. And he'd make a treadle for that pyramid. You put corn, you dig a hole in the ground, just a little hole, just a square little hole underneath that little pyramid, a thing. And those quail would start eating that corn and go right down a little trail right in that little hole and they get in there and they look up and a bird will always look up. He won't look down after he's found out he's in a trap. And you can catch every one of them in that trap by going following that little corn right on into that snare. And I thought about that. That's exactly how the devil works. And so uh, Psalms 124 in verse 1. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it not had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quickly when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. 
Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who had not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, would you bless the reading and studying of thy word to our souls today. We all need a blessing here today. And we come for one. We ask you for one. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was reading these verses, especially verse 7, our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Now Psalms, 124 likens our souls to a bird. Satan is likened to one who would trap that bird. The snare represents the traps Satan makes for us. Again and again in the Bible, we're likened to a bird, and Satan likened to a trap or a trapper with his wiles and snares and traps. For instance, 1 Timothy 6 verse 9. The rich are warned about the snare of riches. In 1 Timothy 3, verse 7, the preacher is warned about the snare of the devil. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 26, all Christians are reminded of the snare of the devil. Now, Satan is after your soul. Now, if you're not saved, Satan is doing everything he can to keep you from coming to God. The devil will use backslidden Christians to discourage you. He are the glory of the world to lure you from him. Then, if you are saved, Satan can't get your soul, so he tries to snare your life and your joy. Now, i like for us to see three things about this bird. Three things about the snare. Number one, the bird is a sparrow. Matthew, the reason I know that, Matthew 10 and verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? Now, first of all, a sparrow is a small bird, not like an eagle, great and strong and powerful, not like a dove, beautiful and peaceful. God does not liken God, us to a pretty bird but just a common sparrow, a little sparrow. A little sparrow couldn't break out of the trap himself. A little sparrow sees some food and even sees the decoy. Uh, the food is placed beautiful around the snare. The little sparrow comes to the trap and makes maybe even knowing something wrong. There's a trap inside that will make him a captive. He begins to peck and nibble just a little then he forgets he goes in and the door closes behind him he's trapped that food was not for his good that decoy was not for his good it was for his capture and his enslavement which means the only hope for the snared sparrow is for someone on the outside to set him free there's nothing he can do to free himself he's caught He's too weak. He's not strong enough. Now listen to me very carefully. God is trying to say to us, just as that sparrow 
cannot free himself. He's snared by the fowler. There is nothing he can do to get himself out, and there is nothing man can do to save his own soul then. As Satan, it takes something from the outside to save him. It takes somebody from the outside. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn back to Psalms 91. <clears throat> Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Did you know I, I learned a long time ago not to fight my own battles? I mean, when Satan comes and tries to mess with me, I turn it over to the Lord. You know why? Because he's the keeper of my soul. And when the Satan tries to uh, do something against me, now that means, and don't you listen to me very carefully, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. You can't do that yourself. God is the only one that can deliver you from Satan. In other words, that means if you're an alcoholic, God is the answer. Not alcoholic anonymous. That means if you're a dope addict, Jesus is the answer. Not a dope clinic. That means if you're a heartache, Jesus is the answer. Now watch this. Suppose that little bird in the cage says, I'll never listen to a decoy again. I've decided to become a better bird. But he's still in the cage. Suppose someone puts a little uh, a bird a bath inside his sparrow and says, I'll just uh, bathe myself. Some people say, I'll just get baptized, but they're still in the cage. Now suppose the sparrow says, I'll confess what I did to another bird. Father bird, I went where I shouldn't have gone. I ate what I shouldn't have eaten. I confess I did wrong, but he's still in the cage. Now watch this. God likens your soul to that bird. But one sparrow cannot free another sparrow. In other words, no man can save you. Amen? Only God can save a soul. Now watch this. No matter if you're a pastor of First Baptist Church or you're the Pope of Rome or the President of the Bank or whatever, because you're still weak as a sparrow to save yourself, you cannot let somebody else do it. You must be saved by someone outside the cage, not another bird, but God. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The sparrow is so insignificant. Matthew 10, verse 29. Two sparrows are sold for a farthing. You know what a farthing is? It's one quarter of a cent. You're not very important, are you? Just one quarter of a cent. Just a spare. You want to be a blue jay or a red bird or a negro or a hawk, but God likens us to sparrows. Now I thank God for Matthew 10 verse 29. Listen, God says, And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. I like that. Not one of us little sparrows can happen to any of us. Can, the devil can mess with us without the Lord knowing about it. In Matthew 10, verse 29-33, the devil wants us to think God doesn't even know that you're alive or where you are or what condition you're in. But I thank God He does know me. 
and does know where I am and what's happening to me and every second and every minute and every day and nothing can happen to me without my Father's permission. Not a thing. God knows if you hurt this morning. God knows if you're broken hearted. God knows if you're lonely. God knows if you're sad. And you know what I say? Tell it to Jesus. He cares for you. The sparrow is an ignorant bird. The sparrow thinks he knows best, but he doesn't. He sees food. He sees a snare. He gets closer and closer and finally inside, and the door is closed. He's trapped. Now, I got one down at the house. I got a little bitty sparrow, and every time I open my garage door, in he comes. And then I shut the door, and he's inside. And now I got to get him out. He can't get himself out. And I laugh at him every time. I said, look like directly he would learn that that door's coming down and catching him. Now, others have fallen into the same snare, yet another sparrow falls on the same course. Do you know what that sparrow said? I'll just have one. I'll just have one drink. I'll just have one puff. I'll just go on this one date. Have you ever seen one alcoholic, his life burn, his body worn out, thanking God for that one drink he ever took? I say this to people all the time. You know the reason I don't drink any kind of alcohol? Because if you don't drink any kind of alcohol, you'll never become alcoholic. It's just that simple. Just stay away from it. Don't drink it at all. Just leave it alone. Now, I got news for you. I could drink every beer in town. It ain't going to take me to hell. You know why? It's the blood of Jesus Christ that saves my soul. So I can do it whatever I want to. Uh, by the grace of God, He gives me a will of my own, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to get near it. I'm going to stay away from it. Now, uh, notice something else. Poor little ignorant bird. Now listen to me. If you don't want to get caught in the trap, then don't get close to the trap. Now very quickly, the snare, the snare is concealed. The devil never says, I want to make a drunkard out of you. Now listen to me. It's not smart to drink a hot toddy before bedtime. It's not smart to sniff some uh, coke just once. Don't believe the devil. He gets his run, life, and notice something else. Somebody's going to have to say, look out, trap. That's what we're trying to do. And when somebody comes to church, you know what my job is? My job is to take the Word of God and say to every God's little sparrows, watch out, the devil's after you. And he will not leave you alone. You know what Solomon said? The devil is like the little foxes nipping at the grapes. All day long, nipping at the grapes. He's right on your heels all the time. And he's trying every way in the world to lay a, a trap for you. Don't look at the different ones that's going the other way. Do you, i tell you what you do if you go with me one time, just as, for instance, Tampa General Hospital on a Saturday night on a full moon. Just go there one night on Saturday night on full moon to the emergency room. Just have your seat and watch what comes in those doors on a full moon. I don't know why full moon, but boy, you talk about the, you can see the sin of the world. 
right there in what it'll do to people. I was sitting there one night on the curb. I'd been there uh, visiting somebody who was in the, hot, in the emergency room, and I just got tired of standing, so I went out and sat on the curb. And a man come flying up, burning his car at the murder room. He's carrying his wife in. He said, I killed her. I just shot my wife, and I killed her and shot her right through the heart with a 38. And he was carrying her in the hospital. Too late. And you think about it, that's every day the devil's trying to lay a, a trap for you. The snare is attractive. Everything the devil has to offer, man, is beautiful. Let me show you something. Turn over to 1 John. 1 John. Just for the revelation. In 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, and I'm going to read in verse 15. Love not the world, neither things are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world pass away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You know what that made me think of when I read it? The other night, I was—I always—I love to watch the Bucks play. That's a football team, all right. I love to watch Tampa Bay Bucks football game on TV, and I—I I man, I want to go to one of those games. But I'm a pastor, and they play on Sunday, and I can't go. But somebody gave me a ticket to a Saturday preseason game, and so I went. And I'm up there sitting in the stands, and man, I'm enjoying it. I'm right there where I can see everything. And a big old guy in front of me had a cigar about that long, and he's blowing that old cigar smoke in my face and about to choke me to death. And a guy behind me is drinking beer, and he spilled some of that on me. And I'm sitting there, and I said, What are you doing here? Amen? What are you doing here? Right in the middle of all this cussing and drinking and smoking and carrying on. And then when I'm leaving the place and walked out, there's some young man walked by with a beer bottle and hit the guy side of me right side of the head and busted the beer bottle on his head. And I never forget that. The lust of the world, the pride of life will lure you into a mess and you'll get to enjoy it. By the way, did you know that sin is enjoyable? If you don't believe it, you go down here on 7th Avenue on meet with me on a Saturday night and you ask those drunks and those carrying on down there in those bars and so on, are you, in, are you having a good time tonight? Yeah, man, I'm having the best time. Yes, sir, don't tell me sin ain't enjoyable, but only for a season. Wait till Monday morning. Oh, 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 oh my head. Oh. Amen. And you can take that to wherever you want to. It's only for a season. And the Bible says the best way you can keep away from a snare being caught by the devil is stay away from it. It's very attractive. The snare is counterfeit. The snare is always hidden. To escape, the door is always hidden. The escape is not found in laughter. Underneath most laughter of the world is a sad heart. It's hidden under drink. It's under, hidden under loose sex. It's hidden under dirty jokes. It's hidden under pornography. 
And God says that's dirty. Keep away from it. The only way you'll keep getting caught by the devil is simply stay away from it. I want to read you something. I want you to listen to it. A little poem I find. And evil long I took delight, unanswered by shame and fear, till a new object struck my sight and stopped my wild career. I saw one hanging on a tree in agony and blood. He fixed his longwood eyes on me as near his cross I stood. Sure, never till my last breath can I forget that look. It seemed to charge me with his death. That's not a word to speak. My conscience fell and on the guilt and plunged me in despair. I saw my sins his blood had spilled and helped to nail him there. A second look he gave which said, I freely all forgive. This blood is for thy ransom paid. I die that thou mayest live. John Newton wrote that. And I read that thing and I said, that's exactly you and I. Jesus paid the price. Amen. I know sometimes we get caught by the snare of the devil, but I got somebody that can deliver me. And you know one of the greatest joys of being a preacher? I have the answer to every human being on the face of God's earth, and it's the Lord Jesus. Whatever you're going through right now, He can take care of you. (coughs) Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name, help us to defeat the devil in our lives constantly. It's a constant battle from day to day, from hour to hour, and from minute to minute. But great is He is in us and He is in the world, and we are the victors. But Lord, the devil can't have our soul, so he tries to steal our joy and our testimony. Help us to be very aware of the traps of the devil every day of our life. Bless your people today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something. What page is that? Page 376, please. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yours in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take care of somebody, please.